Good morning. We're figuring this out, right? Just second time back. It's all good. It's good to be here. Um, so just roll with it. That's what we do here. Um, yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to see you. Throwing me off a little bit that you're all masked. So smile with your eyes. Clap with your hands. Just so I don't think you're all like, I don't know. It's just weird. But it's good to be here. It's good to bring the message today. As Constance mentioned, I am highly involved in this community. It's where I lead, love, serve, and committed to our flourishing. Um, my day job, some of you already know this, is I work with college students at the University of Illinois Chicago and specifically help them thrive in mind, body, and spirit. Newcom is actually a part of that through your financial and prayer support. So whether you know that or not, thank you. You are supporting me in the work I do at UIC. I was sobered to be asked um, less than a week ago to preach, and at first I thought, no way. Um, that's just too, too little of time. But then I thought, I wonder if God does want to speak through me. And so as I prayed and thought about it, um, God did bring some pa a passage to mind. And as I was telling people I was preaching, multiple people affirmed that I was a good person to speak right now. And so this message comes with both affirmation and weight for me. So pray for me as I preach, um, because the desire of my heart is what comes out of my mouth, is what your ears and your heart and our collectively lives need to hear. My prayer has been, God, what do you want to say through me today for our community as we come out of the pandemic, right? 15 months of not seeing each other in person. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know how to do life like this. Um, but here we are. Full disclosure, this is the second version of this sermon. <laughs> uh, the Holy Spirit and community helped me address some things. So it also keeps me humble and relying on the Lord. Um, so that it's not just my words, but um, his wisdom. So the passage that came to mind as I was thinking and praying is John 15, one through eight, because it's a passage I've prayed a lot for the church during the pandemic, and one that I've kind of grounded myself in. And so I thought maybe this is what God has for us today. So let me read this to you. John 15, one through eight. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will even be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Let me pray for us. God, thank you that you are here with us, both in person, in this building, as well as online via YouTube. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be pleasing in your sight. Thank you that you know us, God. You know us individually. You know us collectively. You know our past, our present, and our future, and you are good, and you are king. 
Use these words as only you can, Holy Spirit. Speak through me. We pray this in your name. Amen. Okay, before I dive into these verses, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Though my day job is working with college students at UIC, I have, I grew up on a farm, and then I have a degree in agriculture business with a focus on horticulture, which is just a fancy word for landscaping. I worked in that field for <laughs> seven years, um, and I know more about pruning and plants than you probably ever care to know. So I come into this passage with experience with plants. Um, and there's a lot in these eight verses, honestly, but we're going to go short today, um, and I'm not going to unpack every word and every part of the verse, um, but I'm going to have four points. And the first is that Jesus is the true vine. Verse one says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. So I have been thinking about, why does it say true vine? If there's true vine, that must mean there's false vines, right? So vine... Um, has several parts to it. It has roots, it has the stem or trunk, and then it has branches. In this passage, it's saying that Jesus is the vine, we, his followers, are the branches, and God is the gardener. The vine is what brings nutrients and water to the branches. It's the life source. Without the vine, there's literally no branches, period, no branches. Um, so let me, I wanted to reflect a little bit today as I go into into this is um, things that we've been through, right? 15 months of life being very different than we're used to. And this is new for us, right? To be online, I've never done this, where it's live. Um, I hope I don't forget that you're there. I don't even know where you are, somewhere there. Um, and then the rest of you here in mask. Um, hugs are weird. Social anxiety is real. So let's look back, and maybe some of this is current too. We've gone through hard things. Some of us have struggled financially and lost jobs and income. Maybe many of us have lost relationships, whether over political differences, racial differences, just things shifting in our lives. Maybe for some of us, faith has been turned upside down as spiritual leaders, political leaders. Others have said things that are awful. We've lost loved ones to COVID. We have seen suffering all around us. We've felt so much racial strife, trauma, death, and pain. In a multi-ethnic church, we felt it, right? Is certain things have hit us differently. Sometimes our own brothers and sisters have been sources of that pain. We've experienced and maybe are experiencing depression, anxiety, mental breakdowns, numbness, and weariness. At these times, we're desperate for life, hope, and reminders of God's goodness. And in, in these hard times, like we have choices, right, of where we're going to go find that, that life, that hope. And it can be tempting to go to other things. I'm tempted to, and sometimes I do. That can be friendships or leaders, whether that's spiritual, politically, academic leaders. It can be family, spouses, boyfriends or girlfriends. It can be even our health, right? Just like, well, at least I'm healthy. And our security can come from that. Our income, our possessions, and numerous other things. But those things are not the true vine. They leave us weary, withered, cut off, and unfruitful. In John 10.10, 10, I love this verse. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Well, that's not my favorite part. My favorite part is, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. So in this time, the enemy 
always, but I feel like when we're especially being hit, the enemy wants to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I am the true vine. I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly, full, fruitful, even in the hard things. Another part before I move on to the next point that I love is that there's a gardener. So if there's a gardener, it means that they're caring for the plants. Like lots of plants don't have a gardener, right? There's fields and uh, forests and ditches that there's no gardener. But if there's a gardener, it means that the plant matters, the thriving of it, that it bears, bears fruit. The gardener's wanting it to bear fruit. Cares for, fertilizes, waters, plants, harvest. I am a gardener. Probably doesn't surprise you. I have a whole balcony of plants and a whole garden. Um, but what I love is that God is our gardener and he cares about us. And so that kind of goes into my second point is that it is the already fruitful that God prunes. I think that I sat in that this week of like, you think about pruning being maybe for cutting off that which isn't fruitful, but it's the fruitful that is prunes. In verse two, it says, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so it'll be even more fruitful. The main reason that I prayed through John 15 during the pandemic um, was that I was sensing that God is pruning the church. God is pruning the church. (laughs) Maybe specifically the white evangelical church that has been loud, disturbing, and showing their true racist colors and commitment to whitewash theology. At times I've been baffled and other times not surprised. At white leaders who claim to follow Jesus, but their words and actions are far from his ways of justice. So I've prayed collectively with some of you on Saturday mornings and individually, God, would you prune? Would you prune out the ugly, the demonic, the evil and throw it aside and may good fruit take over? I also prayed for pruning in myself, which I'd encourage you all to do. It's a dangerous prayer. It's not fun. But I realized during this time that God wanted to prune things in me personally as well. So I think of Newcom as being a very fruitful church. So let me say some things I'm really proud of us in the last 15 months. One is Saturday morning prayer calls. Shout out to Cece who put it together, to many of you who have been there. They have been a grounding place for me. Yesterday, Precious prayed heaven to earth for me, and I wept. It has been a place where I've been anchored and where we've seen each other in deep grief and pain and prayed for one another. Just so you know, they're still going. You're invited. Um, Where am I at? We've been generous. Like our leaders have asked us to give and we have poured out. I've had multiple friends and mentees who were able to pay bills because of your generosity. Thank you. We've been about some racial reconciliation in ways that we haven't been before. We've had lament services and elevated black and brown and Asian voices at important moments. We put together Zoom calls. Um, remember when we had, uh, this is white people, remember when 60 of you showed up in a short notice because we realized that the things that were going on in the world we were a part of. We wanted to do better and be better. We had racial affinity groups where hopefully within your own race you felt seen and heard and understood. I'm proud of us. 
It wasn't perfect, it was messy. I'm sure we all think, well, that could have gone better. But what we did is we leaned in. We trusted God and we talked about hard things. Thanks for doing that. I'm proud of that fruitfulness. Life group ministry, 40 of you. I love you guys. I've been a part of the life group ministry leaders. Showed up week after week after week on Zoom. That is not easy, guys. Not easy. But we did. Some of you got connected for the first time through those life groups. How exciting is that? I'm proud of us in that. We um, valued mental health in that we provided money, we provided resources um, for those who are struggling. I'm proud of a church that knows that being spiritually healthy and mentally healthy goes together. Multiple people outside of Newcom have said to me, wow, your church is doing amazing work in this time and pivoting well. And I'm really proud of our staff team and leaders in a lot of ways. The fruitfulness in the midst of a really hard time, right? We didn't, I don't feel like we just survived. We were thriving, we are thriving. We're meeting needs and meeting people where they're at, and that's beautiful. But let's go back to to verse uh, two, where it says, well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so it'll be even more fruitful. So I think God's still pruning us. It's fruitful, fruitful church. And that's both exciting and hard, right? Okay, so let me tell you a story about pruning. I don't, I'm not that familiar with grapevines, but I am with peach trees. So my mom has peach trees on her farm. And because of my schooling, I knew that they needed some pruning. So this one year, there was, her peach trees just had blossoms everywhere. It looked so fruitful, it looked so beautiful, but I knew that it needed some pruning. So I got on a stepladder and literally spent hours pruning the blossoms off, because every blossom becomes a peach. And I sat there and just pruned blossom after blossom. Actually, I took off probably two-thirds of them. And that year, we had huge, big, gorgeous, delicious peaches. And she made tons of pies from them. Most years, I'll admit, I was too lazy or too busy to prune. And when that happened, they were tiny peaches. They were hard, mostly inedible, and actually broke branches. So to me, it was this example of how pruning actually makes something more prolific, something more beautiful um, than you could imagine without pruning it. So in sermon number one, that now I've, this is sermon number two prep, um, I had a list of five ways that I think God might be pruning Newcom, and then I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, you don't know how I'm doing it, which is true. And so, but I did decide there's one, because the reason I, I actually prayed this passage for the church was around racial reconciliation. So we say every single Sunday that we are reconciled to be reconcilers, it sounds good, um, but I wonder, so fellow white people, since I'm a white people, I'm going to talk to us for a minute. As anniversaries are coming up this summer of deaths and murders and injustices, where we were out marching, where we were at lament services, where we were showing up in mass, I'm glad we did. But I've wondered if we're still leaning into the work God wants to do in us. I put me in that, us. Are we still compelled to keep going now that the spotlight at this moment feels off of us? Are we happy that we're in a multi-ethnic church and we can look around and there's people who look different than us, but yet doing little or nothing on a regular basis to dismantle or internalize racism? Are we caring about the systemic injustices that can leave us in our comfort zones? because ongoing pain to our non-white brothers and sisters? 
Are we staying accountable to continuing the journey to make sure last year was not just an important moment and a blip, but then when the spotlight is off of our complacency to injustice, we go back to our comfort zone and hope no one's watching? Is there a long-term commitment to deep, lasting change? God's still pruning. He's committed to pruning out the demonic forces of racism in the church, including this one. We have work to do. Lord, would you prune us and make us more fruitful in this area, fruit from you, fruit that will last. So to wrap up point two is that God is already pruning the fruitful. We are fruitful. We can expect that God will keep pruning us. And that's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. The third point is to remain in the vine. Verse four says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I feel like there have been so many times the last week that Lord, the Holy Spirit has just whispered the word to me, remain. What does remain mean? It means don't go anywhere. <laughs> it means stay, do as I do. Jesus is saying, I'm remaining with you, remain with me. Remain with Jesus. Wrestle in the presence of God with the hard things. It can be hard, right? To stay in the discomfort, to stay in the unknown. Can I encourage you to do it with Jesus? Sometimes I think I, I'm tempted to wrestle, and then I'm like, wait, I need to be talking with God about this, not wrestling apart from, but remaining in. We are in a no longer, not yet time, right? No longer pre-pandemic, for sure. We're almost no longer pandemic, I think, which is exciting. But we're in the not yet. What does our community look like as we move into a, being back in person? Um, and in that no longer, but not yet, I hope that we... Remain in Jesus, whether we feel calm or anxious, they remain connected to the vine. I just, I feel like this is a church that we talk about how to do that, so I like to just ask questions. One is, how are we doing with silence and solitude? Like, I went from zero to 100 with people time after I got vaccinated, and I was like, oh gosh, I need to go back to some silence and solitude, <laughs> connect with Jesus. Um, how are we doing with spending time in the Word? I'm still in Psalms. I know we did Psalms uh, early on in the pandemic, but it's a place where I can wrestle with God and ask the hard questions. There's words to my pain and my joy. Um, are we slowing down and taking time off away from um, our phones and computers and social medias? Are we taking Sabbaths so we can remain connected to the vine, to our life source? Are we lamenting still? Lament has become, here's another dangerous prayer. I, talk, I asked God to teach me to lament, not realizing that meant I was gonna feel some big grief and pain. But it is something that helps me stay connected to the vine and has been a new practice of mine during the pandemic. I ask God questions I didn't used to ask. I tell him things I didn't used to tell him. But it helps me remain May we remain with other brothers and sisters to encourage and help us remain. The promise um, in verse five says, if you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from you, you can do nothing. So remaining bears fruit. Remaining in Jesus bears fruit. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, right? And you're in the middle of it, you're like, it feels like nothing's happening. But later, the beauty of the deep work of remaining bears fruit. 
When I think of bearing fruit, I think of the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Sometimes the church has not had that fruit during the pandemic. I hope that's different here with us as we remain. Let's be people who remain in Jesus. And the last point is, ask whatever you wish. In verse seven, it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. What an amazing promise. I confess that I don't think of the word wish in the Bible together very often. Like, I think of prayer, I think of asking. But if we remain, we can ask whatever we wish and it will be done. That's huge. Like, I, I can't even take that all in. But I do think it means we ask according to what the vine and the gardener want. Because if we're remaining in the vine and the gardener's there pruning us, it means we're asking according to what's on the heart of Jesus and on God. So I've been wondering this week what we should be asking, what we should be wishing God does in our community, in the future. What are we praying for? I love in Ephesians, it says, he does beyond what we could ask or imagine. I hope that we're asking, I'm gonna encourage us to ask big. Imagine big, wish big for the future of this community. And then watch God do beyond that. There's one verse that um, felt um, timely again. This is a verse, some of you have been really familiar with it because I feel like we've been talking about it for two or three years. <laughs> Cece and I talk about this verse, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I, God, am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. God is doing new things, which is really exciting as we move out of the pandemic. I'm excited to see the streams he's, he's making in the way in the wilderness. So in closing, I just wanna remind you of those four things. Maybe look to Jesus as our life source and not to other things. May we not resist pruning, but welcome it as something good that will increase our fruitfulness. May we remain connected to Jesus, to not go away from him in this time, but stay put, to remain, to abide, and also remain connected to those other branches. And the last is to ask big, what are we wishing God does for this community's future? May we ask it along with our brothers and sisters. Let me pray for us. God, would you take this message and would it land where you want it to land? Anything that was of me and not of you, would it just fall away from our memory? And anything that's of you, would it not fall away from our memory? Would you impress it on our hearts in the moments and the days to come? Thank you that you are the true vine, Jesus, that you are our source of life. Thank you for abundant life. How would you do beyond what we could ask or imagine in this church? I look forward to those things. Thank you, Jesus, for being who you are. Thank you that we are your branches. We love you and we pray this in your name. Amen. Would you stand?